0: Welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast, wherever you are around Australia or around the world, we really do appreciate the time that you take out of your day, your week, your month to listen to our podcast, whether it's golf information or whether it's golf stories, we enjoy bringing them to you. There is a whole heap of golf information this week. The Australian PGA Tour kicks back off. We're going to wrap up the Ryder Cup, and there's some other events around the world. Tune in. We've got Scott joining us. We've both still got Ryder Cup jet lag, but let's talk about that and let's bring Scott in. Back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, how are you? Has your Ryder Cup post-Ryder Cup jet lag going?
1: Got a bit of uh, bit, a few bags under the eyes after spending a lot of time watching the Ryder Cup. How exciting was it? It was amazing. You know, I was rooting for the USA, so a little bit disappointing, um, but fantastic to to watch it on the telly, mate. Um, yeah, loved it.
0: I could sense the disappointment through the messages coming through. Uh, that you were disappointed that your beloved team, USA, I still can't get over the fact that uh, you must be the only Australian uh, rooting for the, uh, the US. Maybe not, but there, there seems to be very much more um, support for the European team in Australia than, than the US team. Definitely. Uh, of course... You know, my my heart bleeds blue, um, European blue. I guess you could say it doesn't. Definitely doesn't bleed blue in the footballing sense. And no offense, <laughs> no offense yeah, to cool. it, no offense to any of the Rangers fans out there. It's a big weekend in soccer in Scotland. Hearts v Rangers in the uh, one of the cups, one of the many cups uh, semi final. So, no, my heart bleeds maroon, but it bleeds Europe colours. And I was very happy on Sunday night at about mm, two thirty a.m. It was probably the fourth, third night in a row that I'd stayed yep. up and watched the uh event to the death uh i missed i had a little bit of a window uh during the three days where i, I sort of lost control of the remote control um you know i had to hand over control of the big tv to that roscoe
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah well it's it's a um it's a give and take relationship and uh saturday friday saturday night viewing there's some stuff that uh, had to be watched so i just missed the the little window of the end of the first session and the start of the, the second session but out, outside of that little window so I sort of we timed that sort of family viewing to at a, at a sort of optimum time for maximum rider cup viewing it was yep. how good is it when it starts at like three three o'clock in the afternoon four o'clock in the afternoon and goes oh. all the way through to two it's like it's like going to a barbecue and then going straight out to your favorite disco it was so good.
1: Well, yeah, and I was actually a little bit rude, uh, a little bit antisocial at the barbecue that I was at on Sun, oh, what Saturday afternoon for the grand final, the AFL grand final, um, which was also a, a ripping game. Um, but uh, yeah, I was sitting there watching the grand final, Roscoe, with maybe I might have had Ko on the uh, on the on the iPhone down beside the uh, couch, keeping an eye on the scores and and watching some of the incredible shots being played, and kind of my jaw was dropping to the ground. They thought it was watching the footy, which was also happening, but it was mostly for the golf. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to give up the the viewing time when it's such a great time to watch and and so many great things are happening. It's uh
0: I just want to clarify for the listeners' sake, it's been a very long time and I cannot remember when I last went to a barbecue straight to my favorite disco. So I just want to clarify that. And that hasn't <laughs> happened for a long time. But um it was sort of like a rocket, you know. If golf, if golf put on the greatest rock and roll show, think about your favorite ever show that you've ever been to, where you come out of there, you go, "I want to go tomorrow night," and I want to go to the next three nights that the whatever that show yeah. is that's on. It's golf is it's golf's version of that. That's how for me how engaging, um, and and this one, definitely on European soil, uh, I don't think there'd be any argument that. A Ryder Cup just worked better on European so- and soil from a spectacle point of view from a
1: fan. Oh, how good did the course look as well? Like, and and how enter- entertaining the course was. Like, it was just such a great spectacle. Yeah. Um, as you say, and um, yeah, course showed up great. It, it provided incredible drama. That that closing stretch was unbelievable. And yeah, I I didn't quite make the end on Saturday and uh, or Friday and Saturday night. Um. But, uh, yeah, didn't quite make the back nine, but um, caught up on it the next day and, yeah, just unbelievable.
0: unbelievable. Uh, just to your point, Marco Simone did really come up so much better in a Ryder Cup uh, preparation for, course-wise. Yep. Um, but just viewing-wise, just visual, optically, uh, it looked a far different proposition that we had seen when we watched uh, Italian Opens, you know, the last few years. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the stands... Obviously, shroud everything in and visually with all the crowd around, just looks unbelievable, and and it was it was just great to watch it. Um, As I say, I watched it right to the end, and it was just like a good ding dong battle. it, it was the you know there was a bit of a time there where the US on that far, final day you know I started to get a little bit nervous but if, I shouldn't have been because it was all it was all done and dusted right at the start. Let's 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 have a quick. So what we're going to do tonight? Obviously, we're very still excited on a high about Ryder Cup. We're going to talk about that and get that off our chest and just catch up like you do. Imagine sitting at the end of the bar and we're catching up. That's what we're doing. Joint lug into the conversation and then you know as I mentioned in the intro, we've got the uh, Australian PGA Tour kicking off. We've got um, the Sanderson Farms back on the PGA Tour. Uh, there's an LPGA event. Uh, there's an Asian Tour Dunhill. event. The Alfred Dunhill, Asian sorry, an, another yeah. one. Can't wait to get to an Alfred Dunhill. I want to go to an Alfred Dunhill one day. That's next time my bucket list of uh, golf spectacles to go to. So there's plenty happening. We'll touch on all of those. We'll probably spend a bit more time on the Dunhill being that there's 10 Aussies, maybe 11 Aussies actually, including Jason Scrivener, um, kicking off there. Uh, yep. This week, so let's crack on and let's rewind back to Friday of the Ryder Cup, the morning foursomes when you know everyone's start. everyone's nervous, <laughs> and and the old Europeans come out and dominate, and you know four and three, four and three, two and one, two and one. It was an absolute whitewash of some of the uh, Americans and best golfers in the world. You know, Sam Burr, yeah. Scotty Scheffler, Max Homer, Brian Harmon. Uh, Ricky and Colin and uh, Xander and Patrick, um, it was a it was a the, power play. The, the,
1: the, the, the fast start that Europe got off to like on that first hole um, every day, but particularly on that on that Friday um, with like Victor in in the second match chipping in on that first hole, um, it just kind of set the tone, didn't it? And then it was it felt like straight away, but it was on the third hole where Ram then made a putt from off the green, and all of a sudden. You know they're one up. they they're, they're kind of they've won the f- two, three out of the first five holes in those two groups, and and they're just off to an absolute flyer. And it just they, they didn't slow down. Um, you know, a couple of those games were just just not even close. The the USA guys just couldn't make anything, but also playing pretty horrible golf for their standard, um, and the European guys were making absolutely everything and hitting it close and when it wasn't that close, sinking 20, 30 footers, um, miracle shots, just it it, it was just such a dominating performance uh, in that first morning of foursomes. Um, It was just unbelievable how poor some of the the US guys played and, um, and, and, you know, that wall of blue really set the tone, didn't it? That set them up.
0: Personally, I think, you know, that Friday morning foursomes, the match that... Yeah, you know, probably stands out as one of the key points, you know, and there were a number of key points that were gained by the European team. Shane Lowry and Sepp Stricker, you know, yep. you had written basically, you know, written Shane off in many regards, you know, in previous episodes and sort of turned mm. around a little bit to um, the benefit of having the vibe factor of Shane Lowry, which was absolutely proven uh, to gold medal standard um, sort of sport and uh, from Shane Lowry. But, you know, and Sepp Stricker obviously, you know, a um, – A debutant, that was the, yeah, getting that point, you know, if you're redoing the numbers on, pre-doing the numbers, sorry, on uh, Team USA, you'd probably put that into a red one straight away. To get that into blue, um, that was critical. Obviously critical was the Victor and Ludwig um, point. You know, Victor... You know, I've heard him called every superlative in the last yeah, 48 hours, you know, but the, the one that sticks yeah. with me is stud. Um, yeah. you, you know, the Viking, he is a Viking stud and he has asserted himself to the upper, upper echelons of world quality golf on the back of this. He, his performance, his demeanor, um, the quality play that he had demonstrated, yeah, okay, he yeah. I think what they got, they got beat on the. We'll go through that, but I think he did have one loss. Um, but to, to take Ludwig along and, yeah. and you know get Ludwig's first win under his belt, four and three over Max, who was probably the player of the US team. Brian Harmon sort of didn't turn up as much as yeah, was, probably some people yeah. thought. But um, those two points there, and to top and tail that first session with Ram, you know, the angry angry man pairing that we hopefully we forecast. Well, we
1: got a couple of the pairings that we wanted, didn't mm-hmm. we? Who yep. was well, what else did we get well J- johnny rahm and tyrell i don't think anyone really saw that coming but we 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 um willed it into existence with uh, the ang- the angry pair um unfortunately they didn't snap any clubs or any spectators arms or legs or anything but it was they still played good golf so that was good to watch uh, but we also got the viking kings yep we talked about getting those guys together that was i thought a great pairing um so I mean, those two guys are going to be foundational in European Rudder Cup teams for the next however long. Um, I think we talked about Rory and Tommy uh, playing a bit together. Um, I think I, I was calling for Sepp and and Bobby Mack based on um, the based on uh, their fitness physique, but we <laughs> almost got that with Shane and Sepp, the two big boys getting together.
0: If you. If you wanted to get your your crowd on side, which is obviously a massive part of a European um, home soil rider cup, if you want to get your crowd on side, that lead out lineup is basically covering all points of Europe pretty much um, within the team that they had. You know, you've got the Spanish, you've got the English, you've got the Scandinavians, and um, yeah, you know, when you say Scandinavian, Sweden and Norway, you know, you've got the Irish, you've got the Northern Irish, and then you've got the Austrians. So that picks up a little bit of. You know, Germany as well, you know, all the, the German-speaking countries. Um, yeah. they pretty, much, pretty it was, much
1: covered it off. Yeah, the, the, the captaincy and those kind of decisions were really impressive, weren't they, Roscoe, and, and equally disappointing on the USA US side. I mean, to sit Jordan, Justin, Brooks, um, and, and who else did he sit, you know, in that morning session, you're leaving like what people would have said you know J- jt and jordan kind of being the the heart and soul of of this team you leaving them on the bench in that first session you're leaving brooks kepka you, you know that stud um who yeah, okay, they didn't he didn't go super well but he certainly showed ludwig a, a thing or two in that uh, singles tournament and singles game and, and kind of came came on but um yeah leaving those kind of studs on the bench and letting europe send out those guys that they sent out and just dominate i think yeah as i said set the tone and the us it, were it was back arrogant to the
0: wall. it was arrogant like mm. it was arrogant captaincy thinking that you know he could you know not start with a stronger lineup, or one of his, it may be his strongest lineup, and set that tone. It was just, yeah. just uh, for me, my my perspective was arrogant captaincy, and I was I was so happy when I saw that those pairings, thinking, you know, this guy, this guy just doesn't get it, you know, like, and mm. you know, it's easy in hindsight for us to sit here and go, you know, Zach was a terrible captain or whatever else, but you know, there's many other or numerous other decisions that just didn't just didn't sort of really sit well with you know trying to win win the Ryder Cup and you know obviously all the rhetoric that came around you know the the harmony in the team room and that's been you know confirmed denied several times over but um yeah but Luke Donald you know back to that point you know his his opening speech was very widely applauded you know to go with his Italian at the start I love that you know like uh, I'm I'm someone because I you know, dabble in a couple of different languages, probably German is my second language if there was one outside of my Scottish accent. I, I quite like, love and and the, when I get the opportunity to speak German to German people, I know enough that they they actually respect it and mm. you know, I can't have oh, a... That's a huge sign of
1: respect, isn't it?
0: Can't have a fluid conversation but I can say enough to get my point across if I'm trying to make a point and I can say it in German and we can have a laugh and get on with it in English, that's no problems. And yeah. that's sort of a little bit how I felt that... Um, Luke going with the Italian, and, and I don't speak Italian, but um, other than swear words, uh, he did it really well. And, you know, he spoke from the heart. You know, Zach was all right. He gives a quite kind mention there, my love of golf. I got a little screenshot. I like that screenshot. Screenshot of that. that. Grab. Well but, um, yeah, right from that, that off, you know, Luke, you could see that he to me he had qualities just in the his, the way that he was carrying carrying himself the way that he was presenting when he had the opportunity to talk the way that he mm. looked that's he looked like a leader he didn't yep. look scared he always had that sort of you know i've got this under control and these team backed it up backed it up by showing him that it was under control mm. um uh
1: you know, you can't like, you can't a say l- the lot same of the- a lot of the detail as well, Roscoe, in the preparation, like the, the rooms that we saw. I don't know if you saw the video tour that he did of the, the rooms that they'd prepared and the different zones that they got ready and the, and the thoughtfulness around um, what was in the room and and the, the sorts of, um, you know, images and quotes and, and anything that was helping these guys draw some inspiration from previous uh, players and heroes of theirs. Um, you know you can really tell like, that it makes a big difference to those guys and you know one of my notes here is like so some of these players are just built for this you know like they're just they're just built for this arena and I think that uh they the, a lot of that inspirational um you know content and, and and everything that Luke provided is what drives those guys and it's the the difference you know it gives them the edge over um over the others they might not be they might have some areas where they're not quite as good in skills or whatever but the heart like you know someone like Tommy Fleetwood um, gets up for this event like incredibly so and just obviously and um, yeah Shane, Shane Lowry you mentioned before and you know I think it was borderline I'm borderline having to apologize for Shane I'm not sure I will like he, he won one match um so you know he wasn't like unstoppable but um, but you, you can tell the energy that that guy brings to the team room and that obviously counts for a lot in that team room
0: we we sort of almost approached it with a bit of jest you know like we do with a lot of things but yeah you that know, point was a point last week that we made about the you know who's going to win the vibe factor um that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's that's yep. one of the huge things it's been widely reported this week about the passion that the European team seems to have, not seems definitely has for playing for the Ryder Cup. And yep. and as you as you mentioned, you know, the, the references to players gone by, you know, the Jose Maria's the Sevys, the um, you know, you name it, you know, the, the the Faldos and the Bernard Langers and, you know, all those sorts of yeah. names and I'm missing probably half of them. Yeah, Monty even got a mention uh, in, in yeah. a lot of the dispatches because, uh, um, you know, Bobby was playing. But the references to, to those players, you know, and especially that Seve reference, you know, where everyone wants to do it for Seve, um, you don't sort of get that. Yeah, no one's talking about. Let's do it for Jack. Let's do it for Arnie. Let's do it for. it's, no. it's like. And the- you know what?
1: Like we, we we talked a bit about it last week, Roscoe, and I don't know if I articulated it that, that very well, but I think this is like key to the difference in just. And I'm speaking so broadly here, so I don't want to offend anyone. And I have a, I have a lot of American friends, a lot of respect for um for for the country and the people, but the, there's a there's a clear difference in what motivates the, the sports people and um. I think the European guys showed this week that they are inspired by those old players those previous players and they get inspiration from them as individuals and they're, and their heroes whereas I think that there's this thing in American psyche American sports psyche where uh you know they don't get inspired by Jack Nicholas they would say that their kind of mindset is well yeah that's Jack Nicholas well I'm I'm Scott Carter like you know, I'm I'm the new Jack Nicholas or right. whatever. It's yeah. very kind of individual. Like, yeah, that guy was good, but like I'm the best. And mm. and you know, rather than drawing inspiration from that legacy and and, and history, but and again, let's, I, I say it again. speaking very broadly, and I don't want to offend anyone, but uh, that's kind of just my perception of of uh, of that American psyche in sports.
0: Back back to the the other thing that stood out for me, you know, in terms of captaincy. Uh, and the, the assistant captains. Now maybe it was the coverage. Maybe the European coverage is going to show the European team and, and the goings on a lot more, especially when one take a little bit of ascendancy. But you certainly seem to see a lot more of the work that Jose Maria Olifabo was doing, um, the work that... Um, Oh, gee, what am I, going to, what, what, I must be getting old, it must be late. Eduardo. Eduardo and Francesco Molinari and um Colsarts. You know, you saw a lot of those guys in and around the team, mm. in and around, you know, critical moments of the team. And you didn't seem to see Sink and Füric and... Um, I can't even remember who the other one was, but um,
1: well, you saw Zach. Oh, yeah. what, what, what he's telling, telling Jordan to. to uh, he says he wasn't telling him to hit a three. Hit a, hit a three wood, but but yeah, you, you, your point is is right, uh, Roscoe. Those guys are like in and around at the right moment and probably saying the right thing. And it didn't look like, and we're a million miles away, and all we see is what we see on the coverage, as you said. But didn't look like the US guys, the US leadership team was was having the same impact.
0: Mm. So. Um, I'm just trying to. I know. I, I, I obviously we don't take a hell heap of notes. We just freeform this and go off the cuff. The, mm. the um, Tommy Bjorn. Tommy Bjorn. You know, another previous you know captain. Um, okay, he's just on yeah. the seniors tour. You know, but th- there was some youth in that leadership group. Yeah, and uh, I just think that that held a lot of benefits to to the team. Look, let's go to uh, the afternoon. Because to me, that was probably some of the oh. most compelling viewing uh, that afternoon uh, foursomes. Um,
1: where and I'm so I'm so disappointed. I went to bed. I, I think I saw the first group get to about the ninth, and uh, and I couldn't do it any longer. But um, like uh, it look just looks like the back nine was just incredible viewing, and and some of the things that happened to flip those matches. It like it, it looked like it. it was going to go just about, um, you know, outside Rory's match. Um, it was going to be three-one to the US. Correct. So Victor made a twenty-six foot birdie putt for on uh, for birdie on to tie the match on eighteen. Phenomenal. Um, incredible. Rahm makes a thirty-two footer for birdie, uh, or maybe that was for part two, to tie the match on eighteen.
0: Knocked it, knocked the back out of the hole. Popped knocked up in the there. back out of the hole. Yeah. Phenomenal.
1: Um. Max and Wyndham were two up with two to play and Maxie puts it in the water left on seventeen while Team Rose makes a chip like well, plays a phenomenal chip to nine inches tap in for par and then makes that enormous putt on eighteen. I think it was eight footer or something. Well Windham you Wyndham. Know,
0: Windham again, you know, was striped down the fairway and then put it up into the crowd.
1: That's right. Then he yeah, that's right. He just about shanked it from the middle of the mm-hmm. fairway, didn't mm-hmm. he? But but that pointing at every player like yeah, you know you, again you, another example
0: another example you, just another like, example, wow. you know uh, Justin Rose um i i've yeah i wouldn't say i'm i'm not a detractor for Justin Rose you know i I love what he's done and major champion and you know his his longevity is impressive i love i love the older guys that stay around and and perform well obviously it's hard not to but yeah. uh he elevated himself in my my books um N- totally agree. Numerous times over the weekend. And, and that moment where he pointed, and you knew what he was doing. Yeah. He said, This is not for me. This is for you and you and you and every one of you. This is, yep. you know, this is all you made this happen, not me. You guys helped me make it happen. Yeah. Um, f- phenomenal stuff. But just the fact that he could do that, they won those both last two holes gives. You know, gift Bobby McIntyre. You know, I'm going to say I'm gonna that's going to sound harsh to Bobby because Bobby did contribute, but he he was a little bit sketchy there in the last couple of holes. There, a little bit, a few nerves. But he really yep. takes Bobby McIntyre under his wing and gets him over the line, and totally. then and then backs him up in the presser. And you know, Bobby sort of talked himself down a little bit. Said, "Look, he, this was all just, and I didn't play my best. I didn't put my best." And and he just refuted that and said, "Mate, it was, it was us. It was fantastic." Um, yeah. Matt Fitz and Rory. Um oh. <laughs> got the job done, you know, over Colin and Xander.
1: You just see so so Fitzy was six under through six. So mm. I think he, he parred the first that he went birdie 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 eagle birdie. Couldn't uh, couldn't or miss. Or could, couldn't and miss. Could not miss could not miss. And then Rory Birdie seven. So there's there's six up after after seven. Uh, it just it's game over at that point. Um but yeah, I mean Colin and, and Xander <laughs> Also, we're not playing that great, um, but uh, but yeah, dominating performance. But you know, that day could have been three one, like very easily, and then and and just a very different story going into day two. Um, yeah. But 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 the Euros carried that momentum straight away into the afternoon session. Um, sorry, into the next morning session, um, and where Rory and Tommy win the first three holes against Jordan and Justin Hovland and Ludwig win the first four holes in match two end up dominating Scottish and Brooks nine and seven and 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 it's just like they're just rolling mate like you just can't you can't stop that kind of momentum um I didn't believe, like I didn't believe Brian it when have, I when did. I flicked it on and saw the score
0: in that match two oh. uh, and then it was almost done like, hang on I've got you know, I felt robbed. I'm not going to say, I'm yeah. not going to see as much as I sat down to watch, you know, like come back. Yeah, but nine and yeah. seven.
1: Th- I- th- this is the one, uh, yeah, that I was watching and had on the phone while the AFL grand final was going on, trying to. I mean, that was incredible, that match itself. But, but I was just jaw on the ground <laughs> watching this golf, uh, on my phone, just going, What the is happening here? Like, this is just incredible. So, this
0: is where the US got a bit of stick there for, you know, sending. You know, and I sort of get it. Yeah, you know, Justin and Jordan, you know, they're mates. They they've been paired together many numerous times and performed. But you know, when the time comes for maybe a little th- left of still thinking, maybe that maybe that was the time. Who knows? Then then he's got a bit of stick for putting you know Scotty and Brooks out, and then you know. Sort of Brooks almost goes awol after that. You know, you don't see him until he turns up to the tee on Sunday morning. Yeah. No, no, there's none of this out there supporting the the rest of the team. Once you're done, you know you're the first one done. You know the other guys were still on their back nine when um, mm. they were playing. So I, you know, like they've been criti- he's been criticised for that pairing. Uh, Max and Brian got done, um, they won again. Yeah.
1: Max Max, has, Max played awesome. Yeah, all, all event. Um, and and yeah, so and, did, did and a number on Shane and Sep, and yep. uh, but then you know, the Angry Birds, um, Johnny Rahman, Tyrell just uh iced <laughs> you know, Kentley and, and Xander, the the pairing that's um got a great record again, mates love playing together, um, usually like have a pretty good record, so it I can't I can't knock the pairing, um, but John Rahman around were just like way too good
0: Cantlay was very solid pretty much he, yeah. he was he was solid all weekend you know and then there's the uh, the hatgate story that's um, you know got around you know the and that became their little anchor you know that was the thing that was b- driving the. US team home once uh, you know the story started getting around that Patrick Cantlay is not wearing a hat because he's not getting paid as a, as a um, you know protest well of course that was yeah. that was going to get into the uh, european fans and you know they let it, they let him know and then the us team used that as their, their anchor by you know doffing their invisible caps or not wearing a cap some of yep. them some of them chose to still wear a cap so you know that shows the support though no not everyone was into the whole no cap thing apparently yeah. apparently it's because he didn't want to get the golfer's suntan for his wedding which was on monday
1: well I think he kind of laughed at that in the in the press conference. I, I haven't actually watched the, pre- the, the kind of finishing press conference, but apparently he was he kind of laughed that off a little bit. And it was and and I read who knows what you read, and I think this is one of my takeaways, mate. Is I mean, this um, everybody knows the media is full of full of garbage a lot of the time, and a lot of the time it's clickbait. But I think Jamie Weir got absolutely caught out in this one, um, and 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 you know he went down a few notches in my book, um, but. Uh it was from what we read, it was more about just the fit of the hat. I don't like the 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 fit of the hat. Um and he's it's not like he's never worn a hat before. Um, you know, so it's uh that, that I find
0: hard to yeah. buy, hard to buy because you know, these guys get whatever they want. Their uniforms from Ralph Lauren are tailored to the nth degree. And you can see that they all wear a different hat. If they like a certain style of hat, they've got a certain style of hat, like so across both.
1: Bus- why, why do you reckon you didn't wear it in the president's cup? I,
0: I, I can't. I can only s- subscribe to s- several versions of the rumours that are flying around, I, and I don't know. I, you know. I, I don't know. But why do yeah. you wear a hat every week? And then not when when you have these events where, you know, you, you know the Ryder Cup, you don't get pa- They don't get paid, and mm. and you choose not to wear a hat as part of the. Like if you're that against it, don't you know, wearing wearing a hat doesn't mean anything. If you're that against not getting paid, don't go. Let some let someone else go.
1: Yeah, I, I don't necessarily buy that he's that against not getting paid. Like I think that, um, uh, if you know, maybe maybe there's a little bit in that, but yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know, mate. Like it, it's pretty it'd be it'd be pretty rich for for him to take that kind of a stand and. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just not buying into it that, that that's what it is. It's a protest. Like I think that that is that's BS, and that was just clickbait. And, um, you know, it's uh, there's it something that is, is so less serious um, at the heart of it yeah. than than that, in my opinion.
0: Well, uh, what's Stephen Shoffley's version, because he seems to be the font in terms of, um, you know, Xander and representing Xander and um, uh, Patrick. What is what was Stefan's version? He he was very much of the you know it's about I think these boys should be getting paid.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't Xander say on the way out of a press conference? I um, you know what my dad doesn't kind of speak for me or, or you know don't believe everything he says or, or whatever his comment was. But um, I don't know. I I I think it's a lot of brouhaha, mm. Roscoe. I think there's um, and. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of uh, there's smoke, so there's maybe a little bit of fire, but I don't think it's as big of a deal um, as what it's been made out of, made out in some in some corners.
0: Fair enough. Well, it was certainly one of the talking points uh, over the event, um, and you know, I think Team Europe, uh, was well, certainly the crowd support of Team Europe. Um, Turned it around made for and, and theater. Yeah, made, made, it, it took made it to for their advantage, you know? yeah. as you do, you know, like you can't give a European, you know, like I'm going to assume that the golf fans, the majority of the golf fans at a Ryder Cup event, event are fans of other sports. The fan that you're, the sport that you're a fan of in Europe is football and soccer the best songs, chants, wittiest, you know, quick turnarounds of certain scenarios into a theme or a chant, the, the, those uh, fans from that sport have this unbelievable knack of doing it. So, yeah, okay, they're, they're, not, most, they're not the most creative songs <laughs> that you'll ever hear but they can usually turn something on pretty quickly and, and that's what, what you saw Um
1: Talk I think that. a lot of it. I think a lot of it was pretty creative. That um, was it. The USA is terrified, and Europe's on fire. Was yeah, that's a football. That's a
0: That's right? a Europe. That's a football chant. You know, you'll hear that at every yeah, third football awesome. game. Um, yeah. yeah, we we sing that at Melbourne City. We um, used to. Yeah, I'm sorry, i sorry, haven't sung it for a while um, because. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's good to do when you, you know if you've got a good striker. Yeah. You know, as your yep. de- your defence is terrified because name of the striker is on fire and that sort of stuff. Um, but they love good, it, mate. Good. Well, lo-
1: loved hearing it on in in the golf stands. That's for sure. It was uh, as we said, added to the theatre. It was great fun. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about what happens at Betpage um, in a couple of years' time. That could get a bit nasty, but, uh, but well, you know, w- w- let's see. You
0: know, you know that hood. Better than me, you know, I've never been to uh, that side of the States and I'm, I'm sure you've been there at least to, for a visit or two but,
1: you know. Unfortunately, you I, haven't? I haven't been to uh, Bethpage, no. I haven't, I haven't uh, been able to play there but, I mean, you know, the, the US Opens that are there, the events that are in, in New York, like the guys talk about how uh, rowdy the crowds are and, um, you know, I can just I can just imagine and it was kind of spoken about a little bit. Um, what that's going to be like, and
0: uh, very, di- I, very direct and very in your face. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if you I, yep. if you've watched any New York TV, you know,
1: I know this sounds silly, but if you watch
0: shows based in and around New York, you know, one thing you, you're guaranteed to get is people that are in your face and direct and make you know straight to the point and don't yep. don't take a backward step. So pretty much, um, and the golf fans have proven that in the past. So uh, if I'm on Team Europe and and that's happening, I'm I bring it on. Like just embrace it. Like it's great. Yep. I love it. You can't hurt me. You can't they can't hurt you unless you have know, the bloke who's yeah. running out across the green, you know, to dive into the into the lake. And I think there is a lake at Beth Black, you know, gets in the way. Um he was a he was a star. He did it three or four times. Uh, anyway, um Saturday afternoon four ball is really where you
1: know, we saw a bit of red on the score b- score sheet yeah. and, and, maybe... and Use that hat gate, bit of momentum going into that final day and give him half a chance. Mm into that single. So what do they need? Eight and a half. They needed eight and a half to to uh, to to take it home on the Sunday. There's always a big ask. Um but also got off to a pretty, pretty good start. Mm. Um it's a shame Scotty Scheffler kind of really chunked that chip or scalded the chip basically on eighteen to send it send it back um, past the hole and in the rough and and only make make par um to uh, hand ram the hole and the tie, I think that it would have been big for the US team to get that point um, in that first match, despite, you know, Victor taking out Colin four and three. Um, but, you know, then we had Patrick Cantlay in that third match um, beating Justin Rose and playing awesome golf. Like that That was a great, that was a great match. And as was Rahm and Scheffler, um, it was a great match to watch, wasn't it, back and uh, forth? Uh, it was, um, you yeah. know,
0: Sensational. It was all sensational. Um
1: Roscoe, did you see how much uh I, I had I had this split screen going. Yeah. And I had the main feed on one side and I had the feature group, which was Rory and Sam Burns on the on the next one. And they were following obviously um uh what lay and, and Rose. And so they were waiting a lot, like on every tee, they were standing around waiting for a good five to eight minutes on every tee box and um, they were really chatty They were really chummy and chatty And uh, which really surprised me You know, like I know these guys Obviously all pretty tight But in the heat of battle um, There's a lot on the line Sam Burns was super chummy With Rory and, and I don't know if it was on the back of Rory You know, what happened with Hatgate On that uh, on that green the day before um, And Rory I don't know what he was feeling about it But uh, trying to be super friendly with the Americans for whatever reason or, or, or I, I don't know. But um, I just thought it was interesting that they were super chatty and chummy the whole time.
0: Hmm. I think when you're a couple up after five, you know, it sort of helps dissuade any tension that's there and uh – uh Yep. you know it's still a big big occasion but um three up after seven yeah, yeah. you've got you've got one in the bank you yeah, know your your big gun lead out matches tied you know I th- that was for me just going rewinding sorry to go back over to me mm. that that Ram tie was an absolute classic ding dong as you said but I think that was so significant in the win um had that not gone you know had that not gone The way of the tie and gone to US. Who knows what might have happened? But that was very, very significant that tie. And um, I think it was a great end to a great match. But um, back to Hackgate, you know, like you're saying that Rory's sort of chilled out after, you know, the Saturday night where you saw what happened with LaCava. What a peanut.
1: What a peanut. Honestly, mate, what was he doing? Like the, the the footage from further back really showed how long he stayed out there. Yeah, the position that he was in was just so far away from everyone else. Like he was purposely in Rory's space. Maybe not on his line. He wasn't on his line, but he was in his space, and he was waving that hat far too long. Caddy in my mind shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff anyway. Um, celebrate with your player, but you know don't don't get in the center of the green waving your hat around. There was, it to there,
0: the was crowd. No, there was no one else around. He couldn't be. He couldn't be confused of getting in the way to as no. other stuff was happening. He got in the way. Rory came past. He, you know, politely said, "Excuse me." You know, this is my time to have a putt here. Get out of the way, or yeah. to words to whatever effect he used. So Apparently, yeah. and the, and then, carver comes back for seconds. Like he comes back at him again. Then waves the hat, and then, you know, mm. waves his hand as in, uh, and then he then he cracks on it. The the boys on the side of the, the 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 green,
1: yeah. Like what a anyway, it wasn't a great. It was almost like a like just a total brain fart. Like well, like you wouldn't have thought the. I mean, he's been around so long. He's so experienced. He's been in huge moments with Tiger um, on the bag. So it, it, it's really surprising that he put himself in that situation.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was, wasn't wasn't a great. Uh, didn't pass the eye test for me. Um, wasn't a great look for, for the US team. Um, clearly, you know, trying to, trying to grapple with something on that second to last yeah. day. Anyway, we've come back to the, uh, the singles. Fitzpatrick, Homer. I think Max did a great job to fend off Fitzy. Fitzy didn't play that well through that middle stretch of that um, round. But Max just to, uh, you know, keep it together. And then, yeah, you know, the finish. Well, the finish. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh.
1: Mate, the penalty drop Unbelievable. On, on 18, taking that penalty drop. But did you see Roscoe? He did that on three as well. Yeah. He had a really crappy lie, took a penalty drop um, in the rough, hits it on the green, makes pass, halves the hole, and then does it again mm-hmm. on 18. Under that pressure, making that shot. Like it was uh, yeah, a huge event, I think, for Maxi Homer. He... he um, between him and he was definitely the star of the US show. Hovland, obviously, among stars in Europe, but but Max was the standout. Three and a half points, I think he took for for the team or got for the team, and um, yeah, it is a great springboard for him into into next year. I think.
0: By the time it got to Hatton, for me, it looked like it was all fairly safe, but you know there was that as there is in a lot of match play scenarios, singles match play. You know, there's a bit of ebb and flow, and it could flip the you know a switch could flip yeah, because Brooks was winning obviously Thomas and Xander all you know going along I'd say fairly comfortable in their matches you know mm. Thomas Thomas um you know obviously won it on the last there you know to to maintain he, his He was
1: in he was in control most yeah, of that Yeah exactly most of that game for sure Um Hoygaard his hat
0: Yeah exactly Hoygaard sort Every
1: of struggled very hard.
0: Hoygaard struggled a bit. So those, you know, yep. the 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 new guys all obviously, you know, suffered from a, a bit of a new guy say they, they punched really hard but, uh, you know, the experience of Brooke, Kepka, Thomas and Shoffley, you know, just outweighed the inex- inexperience of um, those guys who I think acquitted themselves really well in those singles matches and, and didn't disgrace themselves. But clearly when you need a job to be done, you know, one of those guys probably needed to... You know, get something out of it, but they didn't. But it was, you know, back to for me. It was I was sitting here there chuckling. I'm not sure if you were, you know, still watching by then. But um, when it looked yeah. like it was going to come down to my guy Shane um, mm. to 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 have his match and to you know really secure it up, uh, I was thinking of you, uh, Scott. I was thinking that how ironic it was that uh, it was ultimately Tommy Fleetwood in the end. But you know, because he gets credited because his his match was won before Shane's match was finished, which. With two holes to go, he clearly had the tie secured. Um, he, well, showed everyone, he showed everyone how important that was. But yeah, it was it was Shane Lowry who pretty much secured the Ryder Cup.
1: Scott, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he could have secured it, but he didn't. Roscoe. So he uh, he bogeyed eighteen to to give the US the tie. So yeah, he, he could have secured it with with a half on eighteen with a full point, um, but but he kind of didn't. Um, and so he tied that match. How many matches did Shane actually win? What did he? What did he get? What was his? He uh, was one, one, and one. So you know he was okay. But wasn't that the but, half, that
0: half point that got them to 14 and a half? No,
1: uh, or was no, that fourteen? No, Tommy Fleetwood. What, Tommy Fleetwood did. Um, uh, no, but that full with a full point.
0: But wasn't it that we knew that? I could be wrong. We knew that Larry's half point that was guaranteed, what but he was still playing, got would get them to the fourteen and a half. And then Fleetwood, who was a hole behind, won it on sixteen while Larry was still playing so hadn't finished. So it was Fleetwood's point that, that ultimately got it. But Larry was guaranteed the half point, but even though he was still playing. You follow me?
1: Uh yeah, I'm following you. I, I think I was. I, th- I think I was um, getting ready for bed at that point. i and seen Ricky <laughs> but, put it in the drink, but did, didn't did? So Ricky put it in the drink on sixteen, mm-hmm. and he conceded the whole. Yeah. and so that gave Tommy the guaranteed half. Correct. Correct. That gave, than, yeah, exactly. So, so they, they were four. No, they shame. were
0: they were thirteen and a half, or whatever it was. Yeah, I think 13 and a half when Ricky conceded. And Fleetwood won while Shane was still playing the 17th with a guaranteed half, but a, the point that Fleetwood got mm. after Lowry had guaranteed I the half. I think you're
1: clutching at straws <laughs> to make Shane Lowry some kind of hero here, Oscar. I'm
0: trying to look after <laughs> the vibe manager of the team. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then um, obviously... The the other one was Bobby McIntyre, you know, he finished it off with uh, that 2 and one I was still very nervous about that match when uh, McIntyre missed a couple of putts there, lost Mm. 13 and 14, and then as quick as you know it, um, it was obviously all done by them, but then all of a sudden he's won 15-16 in quick succession and it's uh, done and dusted. They're shaking hands and walking in.
1: I think Wyndham Wyndham, uh, gave it to him on 16 as well. Um, Yeah. yeah, but uh, but he took the took the victory, two and one. Not a bad debut, not anyway. a bad debut. Uh, if you've listened
0: that far, obviously we we're very excited by it. Obviously you enjoy watching it and hope you did too. Uh, it's the random ramblings of two Mad Rider Cup uh, fans and if we've got anything right, uh, right wrong or otherwise, please, feel free to tell us um, if there's anything that we didn't talk about that you thought we should have talked about. Um let us know. But uh, looking yeah. forward to, obviously, uh, Beth Plays Black um, uh, next uh, two years' time. That's uh, going to be fantastic. We've got the Oz PGA Tour kicking off this week at uh, WA Open. Well, it's, it doesn't kick off for this year. It already started. There was some events in sort of February – uh, March uh, this year that started this year's, the 2023-24 season. But really the the main run of events, you know, we've pretty much got solid Australian professional golf between now and pretty much February, March um, next year. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of uh, golf, Australian golf uh, on TV and plenty of Australian golfers. And sorry, I'll start that up again. Plenty of great quality Australian golfers that are playing yeah. here. And really, if you want to watch some good golf, you know, get your eyes around some of these young male stars of the game. Yeah, you call, uh, I'm not going to call out all the names, but. no. You know Who, who, Caleb Bo- uh, Bovolina, you know, Connor McDade playing as an amateur. Um, yeah. You know, these are all guys that are qualified for the, um, this week, uh, WA Open. Uh,
1: who else we and got? Jake Hughes. Yeah. This, you this know? is a good one to watch, Roscoe. You're right on, on kind of the future talent coming yeah. through because there's a lot of the guys that finished top 10, or well, sorry, part of the top third. 10 of the guys that finished in the top 30 on the money list last year are over playing in Dunhill. So yes. that opens up quite a few spots. And I think they, they use those spots to invite a lot of the elite amateurs. I can't really can't quite count them up now. It looks like maybe ten or, or fifteen, or uh, what's that? Fourteen. Uh, if I just look at the numbers, um, fourteen uh, elite amateurs that are that have an invite. So throw those guys into the mix. Uh, the rest of the, the uh, elite pros here in Australia taking out the WA Open or getting after it. Do, do um, they, these qualifiers. I'm just gonna. I've started to run through a couple of those
0: names. You know, Ben Campbell. Conor data I mentioned, um, Charlie Robbins. You know, Charlie Robbins. Yeah. Do you know who Charlie Robbins is? I don't. Uh, Portsy and Peninsula Kings, remember. Obviously I'm more familiar with the Victorians. Uh, Charlie is the um, golfing ninja. From Ninja Warrior seasons one, two, three, and four. Oh right! Yeah, you know, the madman—the madman who's got the elite skills, just you know, hurling himself yeah. around the course. That's Charlie, who's t- um, turned pro in the uh, the off season. Uh, Jake Hughes, uh, Jake Hughes, I think might have been a northern, uh, maybe a country boy that come down to the city. Uh, Ryan Kowal, um, Simon Houston—all great names that you've seen around uh, the tracks. Um, previous winners: Jake McLeod and Brett Rumford playing. So you know, Jake McLeod's played. Several seasons on the uh, European tour. Brett Rumford needs no introduction to anyone. He's now yep. coaching and working and still playing, and still has one of the most elite and sought after um, short game actions in the world. And then, then you go into the um, the you know, money winners who are playing, and you know guys that we've talked about many times, guys that we've had the privileges of being in and around on the range. You know, Louis Dobler, love Louis. Mum's yep. mum's Scottish. Extra love there from me for, for Louis Dobola. Uh Brett Coletta, obviously, you know, seasoned Australian professional. Lockie Barker is showing some great form. I think he won the uh, Asian Tour qualifying event and congratulations to Blakey on right. putting on a great event out there at Mount Derriman. The course yep. was sensational. The feedback that I got, people loved it. The Asian Tour were really appreciative of, you know, the 40-plus forty players that played. Um, so well done. Uh, we've got Harrison Crow. Teeing yeah, it Harrison up Crow's for there. for his debut as a as a pro, uh, we love Harrison Crow. You know he's a great young New South Welshman. Then you've got Pikey, Jared Felton, Blake Windred, Blake Windred, Elvis Smiley, Elvis Smiley, um, Cade McBride, Michael Sim, another Scotsman. Um, heaps of heaps of talent in this field. Jordan, uh, you keep going down. James Marcusani, Jordan Zunich, Cameron John. Welcome back, Cameron John. He's had a uh, had some injury last year. rattle this season exceptional golfer, exceptional young man, Cameron John. He's back playing. Um, Ryan Peake, James Grierson, Alex Edge, big, big Alex Edge, massive unit. He hits it absolute mild as Alex Edge. Um, then you've got the, all the amateurs. I don't know many of the amateurs' name. Jai Picken. Oh, he's elite. Jai Picken's elite amateur. Uh, Jasper Stubbs, um, PK member. Fantastic young man. I've known Jasper since he was about 12. Um, Coming into the golf shop with his parents as they'd come down from the country and bring Jasper and um, his sister up for elite training. And, you know, this is the sort of work that the parents do, driving them up and back to the city from the country where they uh, lived. Abel Abel Edouard, fantastic golfer. You've got some of the other winners. Michael Wright, big lefty from uh, Queensland, elite golfer, um, great man. Benny Wharton from Victoria, Scott Strange. Brady Watt. Based himself in uh, WA now. He's a Perth boy originally, but you know, former world number one amateur Brady Watt, Darcy Burton, Josh Greer. Heaps of names. Benny Eccles is playing. Well done, Benny. Um, Matt Dowling
1: could run through Daniel, them all. Daniel Beckman from uh, the Mighty Spring Valley. Daniel presenting.
0: Beckman, Nathan Page from Ed Ted Donahue, Aidan Dodoni. I'm mm. not very very 20th century few because that's who I know. David Branson. It says he's from victoria but i remember david branson because he's my age from uh war hope daniel Beckman, War-choppy. Ma- uh war choppy uh, maverick Ancliffe, cliff yeah, dp world tour player matty griffin anyway i can't wait to see uh that tournament and this series of tournaments uh play out on tv uh joondalup i know nothing about joondalup i haven't played there 27 hole uh, and they've got uh, a, comp- a composition of the two different nines, uh, the quarry nine, and I forget the name of the other one, but the lake, um, the lake yeah. nine. That's it. Have you played at lot?
1: I have not. Have not.
0: No. The, the, I think the quarry is the one that everyone sort of um, fancies themselves around. It's obviously quite dramatic with the big quarry and, and all of that. They've got that path through there. That you've seen pictures of. So yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait to see it. But um, one hundred and
1: seventy-five grand up for grabs.
0: Kaching, someone's going to win. Ka-ching. Someone's going to win a nice little check. Uh, ...come Sunday uh, that's going to really springboard their year. You yeah. would, you would, you would good think? Luck. So uh, good luck to all those players and look forward to seeing you all on TV. Too many names to mention of great golfers, and hopefully, if you haven't watched it and you don't know much about the Australian PGA Tour, well, get your eyes around it because there is some serious talent there. Uh,
1: but you as think you do, you think there's sorry. many more names that we didn't mention, Roscoe? I mean, we well, mentioned quite a few. There can't be too many more.
0: <laughs> well, there's 160 of them. I'm happy to go through them one by one and give you. A, I,
1: you know, I I want, I want to see you tag every single one of those guys that you mentioned in a post. ...about the episode. There you go. That's the challenge
0: for the week. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I don't want to embarrass myself because I'll miss someone... ...and I don't want to be called out. I've been called out for too many other things... ...so I'm trying not to be called out. Uh, anyway, but, but what you did say there... ...and the great point is that those amateurs that have you know been given the opportunity... ...to move into the field, because 10 of Australia's order of merit winners... ...from last season mm. are teeing it up this week at the Dunhill... ...Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship yeah. in Scotland, which is, for me, for obvious reasons... One of my favourite events to watch, um, Scottish weather usually, like Australian weather, this is the sort of season where we get a little bit of mixed weather. Today's a great example of that in Victoria, 30 yep. degrees yesterday, pouring rain today. It's a little bit the same at this time of year in Scotland. You know, it's it's beautiful a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, beautiful being 18 degrees sunshine. And yeah. now it starts to get a little bit cold and frisky and it can be a bit of mixed weather. And you get a bit of that at the Alfred Dunhill and that's fine with yeah. me. Um
1: I remember, I remember seeing images over the years of guys in, in full-on like beanies and, yeah. uh, and, and you know, multi-layers of clothing uh, in amongst the weather and um, this is the one that Foxy won last year, right? You dedicated it to Warnie. Yeah, because you know, Warnie used to play in this a lot, yeah.
0: Warnie was a, a walk-up starter for the Alfred Dunhill Pro-Am. It's obviously a Pro-Am as most people will know and Warnie loved playing in this and uh, one year I think uh, – I think the story isn't I will be corrected. I think Warney asked Foxy to play with him and um they did and they played a lot yep. together. And obviously, you know, we lost Warney as everyone knows, and then Foxy won last year. So it was a bit of um, you know, poetic. I don't know what the yeah. what the right reference is, but I've you know I've got yeah. to
1: admit, Roscoe, I, I remember getting a bit emotional seeing yeah. um seeing Foxy, listening watching Foxy make that little tribute after he won. It was um uh yeah. Bit emotional, yeah, um, for the bit for the king, but um, but yeah.
0: So like Foxy's team, it up. Uh, but what I love about this uh, event is that a lot of the Ryder Cup players are backing it up. There's a lot in there. Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fitzpatrick, Tommy. Matt Fitzpatrick's got his brother kicking around as well. So yeah, it'll be a great. If there's a reason for Matt Fitzpatrick, continue to, his is,
1: is good form. You
0: know, I yeah. want to beat my brother. Um, uh, w- what a great way to be playing to be able to you know. Play as you did, like when you were young fellas, trying to beat your dad, trying to beat your brother. Um, so that's great. Tommy Fleetwood, uh, who also we got is um, Billy Horschel's over there. Billy Horschel, well, um, Billy Horschel, and we talked about going up in my in our sort of personal player rankings. Billy Horschel has not been a favourite of this podcast for if you go back <laughs> over the journey, you know, and, and pretty much more so, Rocket. pretty much more so to Rocket's time, as you remember, um, yeah. You know, various uh nicknames for him probably ones that billy horshaw wouldn't wouldn't like to be called but credit to billy horshaw is that he has this part of his season where he's committed to playing in europe i don't know how, how much that commitment is whether he just likes being in that part whether he likes going to a few west ham games whether he gets paid a lot i don't know but when he goes up he shows up um and he's on another part of the Planet where a lot of his compatriots like to stay away from for extended period of times. He's there whether he's staying over there, whether he's coming and going? I don't know. Mm. But um, he certainly gets a lot of press coverage. And the only thing, the only thing that still grinds my gears about Billy is his putting. His his putting action. Have you watched it? He, he, I have watched he,
1: he's it. Got it's the, almost side saddle, isn't it? He's got the disco dance. He's got yeah, the, yeah. I don't, I, it kind of for for a minute there, it looks like he's going to putt like Kiri. But uh, but then he then he shapes up with a regular putting stance he, like 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 hashtag normal people. Shout out Mike. But um, but yeah I, I, an interesting I, character.
0: I'd love to know what's going what his thought process is when he's doing that. Maybe it's that subconscious that there is no thought process and that's just what happens. But anyway, um, mm. the Aussies that are in
1: the field. Oh, big list, Mick yeah. Luzi, Tommy Powerhorn, Andrew Martin, Gailey, Castle Hill Country Club. Nice. Justin Warren, Lincoln Ty, Aaron Wilkin, Wilkin, um, brother of Brad, member of Spring Valley, member of the Melbourne Rebels. Yep. Uh, Hayden Barron, Christopher Wood, Nathan Barbieri from Monash. Uh, who else we have got? A few other notables there as we go down the list. Roscoe. So Matacucho. we've got we've got
0: a little bit of um, got a little bit of Aussie my love of golf mojo happening there. So. Uh, I'm not going to say David Michaluzzi because I've never played with David Michaluzzi. Don't really know David that well, albeit we play at the same golf club and, and we know people in common. I know David and mm-hmm. he always says g'day. There's not a problem there. But I can't really attach any My Love of Golf Mojo to there. That's more of a teed-up golf podcast mojo if, if Mika signa, um, salutes with a win. But we've yep. got a little bit, bit of Tom Powerhorn, My Love of Golf Mojo happening there. Yep. Uh, associated, associated My Love of Golf Mojo. Um, Mojo with Daniel Gale, you know. We did have dinner with Daniel Gale in Mornington earlier this year. You know, he did get his hair cut in the Boys on Seas Barbershop, which is owned (laughs) by my love of golf in Mount Eliza. So, you know, there's a a little bit of transference of Mojo happening. Uh, Big Lincoln tie. Um, No, I'm not claiming any uh, Mojo passed on to Lincoln. Lincoln, he is a... Big unit. He's a big boy. Hits a ball a long way. If he can keep it under the wind at St Andrews, he could go pretty well. Justin Warren, uh, great golfer. Don't know Justin at all. Fantastic golfer. Uh, Wilco? Um, no, you know, Wilco's been into the Drummond Golf Store and, and played a few rounds yep. of golf on the simulator with the uh, Rebels and the uh, Storm boys that he hangs out with. Great fella. i played, I played with Brad a couple of times, so yeah? a okay. of indirect. Indirect, you know, bit of transference. Um. Yep. Christopher Wood, uh, Full Swing Golf, um, Full Swing Kit Ambassador, as is Daniel Gale. So they wear, they represent the Full Swing Kit. They'll have the little Full Swing Tiger Woods type launch monitors out there on the range. And, and Nathan Barbie area, a little bit of transferred mojo as well because you'll remember our episode with um, Daniel Baitup. Mm-hmm. The, um, yes. 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 insurance genius of Australian yeah, golf. Exactly. If you want insurance, yep. yeah, go and check out the Daniel Bait Hub. Well, Daniel plays with Nathan Batherby all the time. Oh, that's right. He's all, he yeah, he's you always talking. He? Exactly. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know, it's passed on. Um, if you're sitting there back wondering what the hell are these guys going on about, well, you've got to listen to about 40 episodes to work it all out. But anyway, mm-hmm. if any of those guys that we've just talked about having direct mojo or transferred mojo by a haircut or by people being on the pot, well, that's where it's from. Um,
1: and we will celebrate it. <laughs> Happen,
0: what a bunch of vlogs we are. Um, just to, <laughs> just to
1: qualify that whole
0: segment, uh, Hudson's well, sorry, I'll re What a bunch of vlogs
1: I am, not you. Yeah. I'm not bringing you in, I'm well, not bringing no, you in, you know, guilty by association now.
0: Um, <laughs> and the other interesting thing is, no, not Hudson Swofford or Matt Cooch playing. Um, and good, good on those guys for turning up. Um, we've got some live golfers
1: playing, we do to law. Talor Gouche. and Is it uh, wait, wait, what's Uline. hold
0: on. To, uh, you know I'm big on my pronunciations with Tolor. Is that is oh, I
1: think I think it's a bit of a piss take.
0: Okay, good. I like that. I'm yeah. I'm fully supporting of Talor. Can we call him Talor from now on? Great. I
1: love it. Yeah. I'm in. Not the first not the first golf podcast to do it. Um can't oh, really? can't can't own it. Okay. Yeah, the, the shotgun star boys uh definitely cool, uh, call uh him Talor, But uh yeah. I, I like it.
0: Well can we can we add to spelling. it? Are we allowed to add to it? Sure. Can we soften? You know, you know. I talked about the hard season and the soft seas with Carlotta Chiganda. Can we can we soften off the C H? Talogu, goosh.
1: Goosh. goosh.
0: Yeah, has you ever has you ever been referred to as Talogu? Talogu. Talogu. <laughs> we can call him the Frenchman, as like you know, Lucas Herbay. Did you hear? Oh, the, I love it. Did you hear this starter the other week? The last, um, the last. Oh, of, he
1: didn't call him Herbe,
0: did he? In America, the last event that Lucas played in. I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm the first tee from Australia, Lucas Herbe. Couldn't believe it. She was like playing into a wheelhouse, Lucas Herbe. I'm surprised I didn't hear Herbie go, mate, it's Herbert. Get it right. Yeah. But uh, Herbe, yeah. no, really.
1: That that, that that doesn't surprise me actually, Roscoe. There's an old boss um, at Nike whose last name was... Uh, you would have pronounced it in Australia as Herbert, but uh but it was pronounced um Herbe or Herbert, Herbert. So interesting. There you go. Been <laughs> an American
0: thing. The bendigo baguette lives. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. So Talor Gouche. Uh but anyway, the live golfers. So we got who we got? Louis? Louis Usthusen? Yeah. Louis.
1: Peter Ulhein. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Peter uh-huh. Uh-huh. Peter
1: uh-huh. Yeah. And um Goosh. Yeah. Talor. Um, uh Laurie Cantor. Laurie Cantor. Um Mr. Still a live guy. I yep. don't know. Yep. Um, there was another couple here that I saw. Sh- um, no, maybe that's it. maybe that's so, it. Uh, there's a few other a few other big European names in here though.
0: Oh, well, just on the live thing. So apparently, yeah, that's a direct uh, influence from the Alfred Dunhill Corporation uh, that have some. You would think some reasonable pull in uh, golf circles so yeah um so there's a bit of influence uh, being exerted uh, there so but i find it really interesting because you know it's a dp world tour event but if you are a dp world tour member you can't play on the dp world tour but if you play on a live tour but you were never a dp i don't understand it but you know the positive is is that it seems to be a little bit of progression i don't know what you want to how you want to see it i don't know how it's been reported but it's interesting, mm. nonetheless. Um, yeah, but some other great uh, European names. Who are they? Who are we got? Who are you fancying there?
1: Oh, the, the standout for me is David Howe. I mean, if we talk about uh, my love of golf, Juju, <laughs> Mojo, um, he, he David Howe. How good was he in commentary well, he for was, the Ryder Cup? He was great. Uh, he,
0: he seemed to be commentating, like, the morning section, the morning.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, uh, I think he was doing a bit of both. It bit was of, kind of. Coming in and out, yeah. But yes. him and Hunter, Hunter Mayhan, were really impressive. Hunter was great. Hunter
0: added a little bit of you know lighthearted comedic value in a serious mm-hmm. way. Um, but I nearly, I nearly text message Howler. I got his number because he went with Aberg. He was, yes. he was Aberg, and I was about, to, yeah, but obviously, I wouldn't text him. <laughs> but I wanted to and say, mate, here's here's the correct pronunciation. Send in a little voice me- voice note there. From yeah. Gabriel Hertz, that pronunciation in Swedish, yeah. pretty simple. But there was a bit of, <laughs> there was actually a mixed reaction there. There was some oibergs, Oyber, mm. Oberg, and Aberg's. It was it yeah. was all, every every gamut of it. But I
1: was how well, I, I thought I thought in that first in that first hole uh, at the very start of the event, he would, they actually talked about the pronunciation and and Dave decided to he actually said, oh, I'm just going to go with Ludwig. I'm not even going to get involved in it, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so that surprises me that he deviated from
0: Ludwig. But I did, I did, have, I did hear an Berg there, but uh, anyway, um, I've had I've had my fun with that and everyone, uh, thanks for if you commented on and thank you for uh, correcting anyone. Um, thank you, but uh, I've had my fun. It's still a burr for me. Uh, who else have we got? Bobby McIntyre backing up. He's probably still going to be... Uh, Drunk. <laughs> um, hopefully not. But I, I like the fact that this... Young, you know, statesman. I'm going to lob statesman um, category onto him. He's the the prince of Argyle and Butte now, officially anointed the Laird of Argyle and Butte. That's a Laird is a a title that you can have in uh, Scotland, and sometimes it can be bought. Sometimes it's passed down through generations. Yeah, I'm going to give. Bobby McIntyre, the lairdmanship of uh, Argyle and Bute, which is that part of beautiful part of Western Scotland that you've heard me talk about many times, is uh, the prince out there. But I love the fact that he's going to back up and you know he's got to present himself like a Ryder Cup you know winner, and he'll be out there trying to you know be the Scottish golfer that everyone wants him to be. And um, you know hopefully he can take that confidence and, and commitment that he's got from being part of that big team, and, and he might not win. Yeah, and everyone everyone's pretty much saying that all the Europeans are not going to win because they've been partying too long. But you know what? I think um, you know when we talk about the U.S. tour, uh, Ludwig is playing at the Sandersons. I think it's it's great that he's going. You know, it. This is his future. Yeah. This is what being a professional golfer is going to be. Whether it's the Masters, the Ryder Cup or whatever, you know he's going to have wins and successes and, and be able to celebrate them but be expected to back up the next week. So the fact that he played uh, was great and the fact that he's now jumped on a plane, flown over to the other part of the world, back playing on tour yeah. fantastic
1: i love it it's great mate and he's it, he's clearly focused on on the longer plan isn't he and not not you know taking a week off is not part of that that longer plan If he, he's going into that fall season and we'll get to that that event in a second but um you know there's a bit on the line there he, he can play himself into some serious events if he plays well through this fall season so that's obviously what he's got on his radar and trying to make the players and and make the masters and, and um, you know, put himself into a good spot to play some of these bigger events next year. And um, I guess that's a good thing, the interesting thing for this new fall season um, in how these guys are using it to improve their position in that FedEx ranking. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that uh, in, in a minute, I guess. But just rounding out the Dunhill here, Roscoe, I've noticed a player that is um, it's actually got the Netherlands flag. So his name's uh, Will Besseling, um, so he's from the Netherlands, but he's representing. So he's a member of Tetherow Golf Club in Bend, Oregon, and it just caught my eye because uh, Tetherow is a fantastic resort course in in Bend, which is in the high desert in Oregon. Um, so it's kind of at elevation um, and incredible uh, landscape, countryside, everything. And it was designed by David McClay Kidd, who oh. who did one of the courses, at least one of the courses at Bandon. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's carved these amazing links courses into these into this um, landscape. But this, the, the rumor has it, the story goes that David McClay Kidd was actually going through a divorce when he was designing Tethero. and it is honestly, mate, one of the hardest courses I've ever played. Like it's incredibly difficult. And the story goes that he's he's designed it in the middle of a messy divorce, and he just hated the world, and so he was just creating these. Like incredibly difficult holes, just trying to punish people um, and take out his frustration from that messy divorce on these golf holes.
0: I had the warning sign up: "Watch out, artist at work." Um, mm. Well, I've never played. I've never played it. Yes, but I've right. never seen look it. Up. But I'll look it up. Uh, good luck to young Mister Bessling. Look, let's not talk you know, about too much more about the field. But you know, when you skip through the field here, it's mm. a, a high-quality field. You know, Eddie or, Um I didn't know Nicholas Colsarts is backing up from the Ryder Cup. Fantastic. Nicholas Colsarts. There you go. Membership extension category, 3A. Yep. Nico Colsarts. So uh, backing up well done. Um, Plenty of great players. A lot of Scots playing. Connor Syme, Davey Law. Uh, Who else? Callum Hill. Lots of Scots. Ewan Ferguson, Richie Ramsey. Big Richie plays uh, out of the Renaissance Clubs. Lives in it. Live, lives in Edinburgh now. Uh, Aberdonian by uh, origin, but um, very much an Edin- Edinburgh, Edinburgh Very much from All Edinburgh right. is what I'm trying to say. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Jorge, a George. Lot to choose from, mate. So who, who's your who's your top Scott for the week? Mm,
0: top Scott. I'm going to go with uh, Richie Ramsey. There you go. Okay. Bit of bit of experience there. Um, loves golf architecture. Um, massive golf architecture nut loves classic links golf um, and all the history that goes with it he's playing on two of the most historical golf courses in the land being Carnoustie which is something we didn't mention right at the start Carnoustie, Mm -hmm. St Andrews and Kingsbarns that's where it's played over Um, so I'm going to go with Richie Ramsey for my top you? who's going to be a winner Jeepers weepers I'm going to go with, I have no insight into his form, but only due to the fact that he lives up the road in Dundee, but he's a Frenchman, is Victor Perez.
1: Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, and shout out to Gunnar Wiebe, um, who's also playing. Oh, yeah. We met Gunnar Wiebe's family here in Australia earlier on and um, Gunnar was a, you know, Okay, one of those you know. one of, one of those ones that caught our eye, so we followed on Guna He's playing. So okay, good luck.
1: Um so there you go. Right, top, top Aussie. Top Aussie from me. You did the top Scott. Top Aussie from me. Yep. Um I am actually gonna go with uh Uzi. Okay. I, I think um yep, let's go with Mikkeluzy. uh but winner overall, I like Victor Perez mate. I think that's not a bad choice. Um but I'm gonna say one of the live Boys, just just to Will a bit of controversy wow. into existence and say, You've changed. T'lour, You've T'lour. changed. <laughs> oh, no. I, just, I want to see everyone get fired up about it. Good. <laughs> Talor <laughs> Gouche, the Frenchman. Talor. Talor Gouche. the
0: Gouche. Okay. I like it. Well, I'm going with Victor, the real Frenchman, Victor Perez. Um, I, may have, I may have said Perez there, but you know, like uh, you, can change the, <laughs> you can change the vowels. Uh, okay. I like that, Mika. Um, the only other Aussie that's in the field outside of that ten from the Order of Merit is um, mm. Scrivo, Scrivener. Yes, very good. Okay, we. What's the other? What else have we got? We've got the um, Sanderson Farms.
1: Sanderson Farms. Yep. Big chicken.
0: The big. got the big cock. The big chicken as the trophy or something Apparently. like. Apparently,
1: yeah. Is it a cock? Yes. Big cock. Uh, or a rooster? Not sure.
0: Rooster. Okay, that's not a, uh, a rooster's not a cock.
1: I don't know.
0: Okay. Um, anyway, they've got, a, th- they've got a big cock. I was big just cocks. trying to get
1: away from that word last
0: <laughs> Isn't this PG? Isn't this? Uh, C-O- that's C-O-C-Q-U-E. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> the,
1: the, French, the French. That's the French got it, spelling. Got it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, tell us what you know about the Sanderson Farms.
1: Well, I know that Ludwig's playing. Okay, well done. uh, Outside of that, um, I'm not not sure there's uh, too much interest in the rest of the field, to be really brutally honest. But um, surprising, but not surprising that none of the American guys are back playing that event from the Ryder Cup. But um, there is some interest in that fall season getting underway this week, mate, as I said earlier. So these guys are playing for an improved ranking into next year's season, if they can get inside the top 125 and uh, secure their cards for next year, get themselves into different events. But, yeah, it's changed a little bit on what this part of the year means and so it really is about improving your, your ranking to get into those different events and higher-ranked higher, um, higher ranked events for next year. So, Are you a fan um, of this new fall
0: season? Yeah?
1: Yeah, I, I am because it just gives it its own little its own little um you know reward it's own its own little goals. So um I, I like the fact that not the big guys, the guys that had a great year don't necessarily have to come and play. Um so they get some time off, but it's also, you know, um and, and they don't lose anything by by not playing. Like that they, they don't start behind the eight ball. So by having an off season like they have for a long time. Um and I actually think there's going to be good viewing. There's going to be some good storylines that that happen throughout this the little mini season, let's call it fall season, um, and and see who can who, who can improve their position for next year.
0: Well, there's a handful of great players that we know. Emiliano Grio is you know one mm-hmm. that sort of comes to mind. Obviously Ludwig. Um, there's a few others in there which I'll uh, come back to in a second. But uh, it's at the Country Club of Jackson. Uh, I don't know anything about the Country Club of Jackson. Uh, it's Mackenzie Hughes as a defending champion. And um,
1: who have we got in the field? So we've got uh, Grillo. Gary yeah, Cole. Yeah. Uh, Grio, Ludwig, Bo Hosler, Nick Hardy. Svensson. Um, <clears throat> Hoagie. S.H. Kim. Yeah, Svensson. Jaeger. Stephen Steven Jaeger. Mark Hubbard. Ogie Dylan Wu. Griffo. Keith Mitchell. Um, Killer Keith. Peter Malnati, Kevin Streelman.
0: And I see that uh, Kevin Kisner's back. I think, Ke- I think Kevin Kisner is back in the field, so he's had a bit of a break and um, hasn't had a great time of his golf, to be honest. So uh, it took a bit of a break, but um, he's back. So uh,
1: anyway, great photo of Kevin Kisner in the uh, on the cover of the Golfers' Journal um, that's currently. Out at the moment, have you seen that, my mate? Copy, I think it's 25. Um, there's also Roscoe, really a really great story about a guy who has the tattoo of a ghost tree at Bandon Dunes. Oh,
0: well, I did, um, I did see that, and I did tag so, you into or tag them into yeah. a picture of yours. It's very good, you should get in contact with the guy. Uh, what did you say it is? No,
1: 25, 25, yeah. Um, As we're just reaching for it in the back there, for those uh, not watching at home and just listening, Ross is now reaching to the back. He's found something, not quite sure what it is. He's about to pull it out, he's struggling. Give it a big, big heave there, Roscoe. Oh, here it is. I've lost half the magazines off of it. The,
0: oh, there it is. Oh, funny. The, there it is right there. The, uh, there it is. Uh, the volume great, 25. Great photo. It's a great photo. That's the only reason why I subscribe to the. Uh, That's uh, not the only reason. I'm not a great reader. So, I skim read uh, the articles. Uh, yep. pick up the gist, but I do love the photography, and that's probably much my, my draw card. The, f- mm. the photography in the golfers' Journal is sensational. and uh, well, the, I, uh,
1: the story the story that that guy wrote, I think he actually works. he's a um, a journalist for the Golfer's Journal. does some work for them. so he actually knows how to r- articulate a story and he does a great job of articulating. His story and his connection to um, that ghost tree and that that banded jun. So um, it's worth a read. And honestly, mate, I read it and I go, oh, th- th- this guy's writing. You know, my feelings, how I feel about that place, in a, a way more articulate and um, an impressive way than I ever could. But certainly, a lot in that story that I can relate to and and uh, and connect to. So it was really interesting to see that see that come through.
0: In the modern day and age of, you know, digital media, which we all pretty much absorb with, you know, listening, podcast, Instagram, Mm. online, for the people that can take the time to craft a nice story yeah, uh, or report golf in an interesting way, in a written form, my hat goes off to them. I've started reading a a few more articles and uh, Mm. I just think when she's – Take out the information and you read the way that it's written. How they tell the story. Um, hats off to them because it's really is a skill and it's a skill that I wish I had and I don't clearly don't. So I stick with trying to take better photos. But um, uh, yeah. words by Charlie Wartzel. So um, yeah, there it is. There the Golfers Journal. I've got twenty five of them and a little backpack. They sent me the members' backpack. Uh, oh, it's a beautiful. Backpack. It's a beautiful backpack.
1: Uh, anyway, to you, Roscoe. Up, you know,
0: oh, yeah. if I pay for it, guaranteed, if I pay for a membership, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not taking, I'm not taking option B, I'll just say, I'm bagger it. Option A, oh, yeah. and you get a gift, you know, which you pay 200 bucks for, but anyway, yeah, I've got a couple of nice head covers and a putter cover and a scorecard holder and now a backpack. It's the best gift I've, I've ever got. Um, it's not a gift. You pay for it, listeners. You pay for the gift. That is a, you know, you pay for it. Um, okay, what else? Asian tour, got an Asian tour event. Don't know too much about yeah, Asian uh,
1: tours is on as well. So man, there is so much golf being played this weekend. We've got the LPGA uh, happening as well. So there's an event on um, on every tour, which um, I guess is not that surprising. But uh, there there are there are weeks where not everyone's playing. But this is one where everyone's all playing. So lots happening.
0: Uh, it shouldn't be dismissive of the Asian Tour. I uh, wasn't meaning to sound dismissive. So I apologise. No. The Asian Tour, uh, no, no, it's, an not interna- at all. it's an international series event, so it's one of their biggies. Yeah, uh, it's in Singapore, so we'll get to see that on TV if you subscribe to Foxtel or whatever it's going to be on. And um, there's a, there's a few uh, Aussies playing it. Jed Morgan's playing, obviously. Yeah, percent uh, Lincoln Morgan as an amateur. Uh, I don't know much about Lincoln Morgan, the amateur, but um, mm-hmm. good luck. Uh, Johnny Lyris. I love Johnny Lyris. I was thinking he's Johnny Lyris in the Dunhill, but he's not. He's playing in the Asian Tour. Uh, Scott Hand. Scotty Hand. Fresh off the back of a few weeks ago of a win on the uh, European Tour Seniors Tour. Good on you, Scotty. Uh, Brendan Jones uh, was playing. Travis Smythe, been playing very well too, just quietly. Um, David Drysdale from Scotland there. He's probably going to be the only Scottish representative.
1: Uh, I saw mate Travis is is second on the money list yeah. on the Asia Tour. He's, he's had a great yeah. great season. Um, yeah.
0: Todd Sinnott is playing and Kevin Yuan, killer Kevin oh. Yuan. Kev. And there's a few others. Andrew Dott, uh, Ben Campbell from New Zealand. Terry Pilkadaris. Good on you, Terry. <laughs> good on you, Terry. Josh Younger, great young player. Oh, um, Marcus Fraser. Fraser's playing and uh, Jack Thompson. Jack. Jack. Thompson, who was the remember the young oh, Jack yeah. Thompson, won the uh, number one in the um, tour qualifying. Young guy from uh, yep. the Grange in Adelaide, fantastic golfer. Nick yep. Vokes playing, uh, anyway, and uh, LPGA event as well. Um, I think we've got a couple of Australian golfers playing in the LPGA. Would have loved to have done that. Yeah, they go to uh, Texas, the Colony
1: in Texas, the Ascendant LPGA, Benefiting Volunteers of America.
0: Don't know too much about the organization, the Ascendant, but if they're benefiting volunteers, uh, they must be doing some great work. So well done doing to the jobs. Ascendant <laughs> team that will be out there representing on ground at the um, the Ascendant LPGA, um, Volunteers of America, old, at old American Golf Club in the Colony, Texas.
1: Charlie Hall, defending champion, Roscoe. I saw, I saw a picture of Charlie back
0: in – I'm not sure if Charlie flies first class or, you know, business class, but she's certainly posted a picture of herself relaxing into the flight, looking forward to getting back to the States. She's had uh, probably a week off after the Solheim and um, she'll be ready to go May, and should be hard to beat. Who you going to tip? Are you going to tip? Are you going to go with Celine Boutier?
1: Ah, uh, no. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go with Celine Boutier. Who are you going to go with? She, she had a very average um, Solheim, didn't she?
0: Perfect perfect bounce back, very bounce backable.
1: Uh, not, I'm going to stick with an Aussie mate here. So Hannah Green, she had a good week last week. She was mm-hmm. in a, in and around it. So um, coming into this week in, in some form, hopefully she can click it up another gear and and get the job done, um, overcome anyone else that wants to try and put a wider wire wind together like the young... Um, Korean rookie did last week, but um yeah, love to see Hannah get up, carry that form over from last week.
0: Okay, well, good luck to all the Aussies playing at the Ascendant LPGA Volunteers of America uh, event at the Old American Club in the Colony, Texas. Um, yep, hopefully get <coughs> to watch some, hopefully get to watch a bit of that on
1: TV as well. Whew. Too much. It's great. Anything else, mate? Any champion tour or anything like? That?
0: <laughs> ah, okay. Sorry if you've listened to this far. One hour twenty in. Uh, our competition the your love of golf the stories Jeez, we 've got some good ones didn't we 've got some great ones and uh, i 've got to say a massive thanks to everyone who has sent a story in yep but I, we readers. are we are we 're going to stretch this out. We went past that date that we initially originally posted because things got in the way uh, we 're going to get another week of um, entertainment value for ourselves out of this so we 're going to invite the two leading storytellers onto the program next week and they're both yep. going to have the opportunity to tell their story, but we will be crowning a winner of the Your Love of Golf Storytelling Competition uh, next week. And then next week we'll announce the next giveaway, uh, which I've got a great book to give away that you'll want to get. Beautiful. So uh, next week we're going to have a couple of guests on subject to them both agreeing to come on and telling their stories on the podcast. Hopefully uh, yep. their management will speak to our management Um you know, we'll do a hat sort of no hat wearing agreement. Um, we'll get Stefan Shoffley involved and make sure that it all uh, pans out, yeah. and we'll have them both on, and we will crown a winner of the uh, your love of
1: golf uh, well, story. I know, I know, I know, I know. One of them, one of the two guys that we're thinking about. I, I mean, I, I don't know him, but um, I reckon he's probably going to be after a, an appearance fee, Roscoe. So, well, oh, get he, ready, mate. Get the checkbook yeah. ready.
0: He is a big time international golfer. Let me just leave it at that. Um, very good. No, there's nothing else for me. Um, I could sit here. We, if Unless you want to talk more about the Ryder Cup, I could probably go another half hour on that, but we, we'll save.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. Let me get my notes. <laughs> no, <laughs> we won't bore everyone. Thanks,
0: uh, Roscoe. No, congrats to everyone who um, stayed up and watched it. Congrats if you've listened this far. And thank you if... We know that like people, share subscribe all of that sort of thing, but we know people keep listening to it. I see the stats, and I, I know that people are listening to us out there. So we really do appreciate you, and uh, for those that take the time to share the podcast with their friends, colleagues, family, and otherwise, uh, we appreciate that very, very much because it means the absolute world. So, to all of you out there, you're part of the part of this team. Uh, to you, Scott. Thanks again for staying up late, getting up early, helping me put this together. I probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you know yourself um, sitting here chum, chumming me along. Uh, at the end of the uh, you know virtual bar, without uh, yep. with, with any beer, we don't do it. We don't have a beer of the week. We don't do any of that sort of stuff. It's just me and you getting into it. Uh, so thank you very much. And to uh, as I said to everyone listening, thank you. And we'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast.